Welcome to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown, and my name is Vic Verschereau, your humble host, and so glad to have you with us today. And I'm glad to have with us today our our guest, who is Megan Forrest. She's the Executive Director of Big Brothers Big Sisters Michigan Capital Region. Megan, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm excited to... Uh connect with you. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you're here with us. And I have to tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised that you accepted this invitation for one reason. <laughs> you are freshly minted as the executive director. You've got to be going crazy right now with all the things going on in your world and you're taking time out for us. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, it's definitely, I am a month in, and it's been a real adventure. <laughs> yeah. And my to-do list has about 5,000 items on it, but yeah. I'm enjoying every minute. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, that, that that's so fun. And, but, and before we get too far down the road, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the executive director does? And for those that don't know about your wonderful organization, I couldn't be more sincere, uh, tell us what Big Brothers Big Sister does. So just give us the overview of that. Of course. So Big Brothers Big Sisters is a phenomenal organization. We believe in creating and supporting relationships between our bigs and our littles. Um, Our program helps to develop characteristics that our littles already have, but we we want to encourage and empower littles. You know, our program helps develop these characteristics needed to improve academic success, emotional success, Mm -hmm. um, economic success, and really set that foundation for for life. And it truly, truly works. Um, We have so many bigs and littles in our programs and they connect for lifelong matches. Well, and and as executive director, your your role is to kind of keep the main thing the main thing and not get caught up in the weeds. But um, uh, tell me about uh, that executive role. When they started looking for somebody, um, they found you and what are the the elements you think they zeroed in on uh, that they were looking for for you to deliver? I think first and foremost, I know the organization because I am a past big. Mm. Um, I joined the family, I'll say, a few years back when I did become a big. And I thought it was the most amazing experience, not just for for my little, my girl, um, but for myself as well. I didn't realize the impact that it would have on me as a mentor. So learning this from firsthand experience was just so uh, powerful. For me. So when I saw this position posted, I thought, you know, this is an opportunity that I have to pursue and see what happens. And now I'm here and I'm loving every minute. Um, <laughs> so it's really special that I'm able to live and breathe our mission well, um, from that personal standpoint. As I, well. I think that is cool. And I think what's really exciting about it is uh, we talk a lot about mentorship in this program. And one of the things that I just love um, is uh, trying to find out some of those secret sauce recipes on mentorship yeah. and what that means. The reason why I, just to give a home movie on my world, is um, is uh, my wife worked for Big Brothers Big Sisters years ago um, when there was uh, a program out in the thumb of Michigan. And so that's where we lived. That's where she was a part of. I just loved all the things that were going on. But what caught my attention was the whole notion of coming alongside of children. I don't know if they're, I don't think, we call them at-risk children or whatever, but they're, they're children that, that could use an extra hand in terms yeah. of somebody to look up to, and it's just another way to influence a positive way of a child's life. And so all of that to say is that uh, because of uh, my wife's involvement, my love for the organization, my son, um, Will Verschereau, I'm so proud of, he actually took 
uh, and has been a big, big for a number of years with oh, uh, right here in Lansing. Yeah, so it's kind of exciting for us to see this thing come full circle. Well, in your world, uh, you didn't start out in Lansing, though. You're, you're, uh, you're from another part of the state, right? I am, yeah. So I am originally from Kalamazoo, um, and I, I commute into town a couple of times a week, and I just had, well, I guess he's a year old now, but I just had my first child. Oh, and congratulations. So, thank you. So my family and I are really thinking about where do we want to put down some roots, and Lansing was on the list. Mm. Um, we love the area. We have some friends in the area. We're real foodies, and we love the <laughs> restaurant. So <laughs> yeah. it was just a great opportunity um, to, to move to the area and see what happens next. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, I, I might do some cross-promotion here myself. We have a new show launching called uh, Michigan Corners, and all it's all things travel, meetings, industry, uh, uh, and tourism all here in Michigan. And when you said foodie, my ears popped up because I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking that too. So. <laughs> Well, I want to. We're going to have a chance to talk about some of these things. But as you as you get started, and maybe in our next segment, we'll have a chance to talk about what what all happens when you come into an organization. Um, uh, this wasn't floundering; it was it was uh, ongoing and a and a real rock solid organization. And you had a chance to to come in with some great relationships. Where do you? I've just got thirty seconds left in this segment. But where do you get started when you when you when you launch as a as a director? You know, I think first and foremost, I need to meet the people. Um, within my first 30, 30 days, my plan was to at least meet every person individually and get to know them as as a human first before I got to know them as a staff member or a board yeah. member, community partner. You know, we, we're humans first, and I think that's really important just to get the lay of the land and learn my team. So I think that was the most important thing to do. Well, I think a lot of our audience has that has that chance to, to step into a new role and try to figure that out and, yeah. and meeting the people, building relationships is so much, so important. Absolutely. And it's what you said, creating and supporting relationships among your bigs and littles. So, you know, uh, man, Megan, we're so glad you're here. So glad to talk to you uh, here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Welcome back to Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero with Megan Forrest, who is a very impressive young lady. She is the executive director of the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Michigan Capital Region Organization. And Megan, in your in the last segment, we talked about getting your feet uh, planted firmly in your new role and what a, what a dynamic time it is for you. And you're spending time with us today, and we're so grateful for that. But you know, the first thing you said was relationships uh, that you wanted to talk to uh, the people and get to know and understand um, you know what their challenges are what their background is and and um, and kind of get that richer more 
in-depth picture of what your staff is all about. And that reminds me, when I think about you know uh, your start, tell us about tell us about some of that background for you when the the things that impacted your life to take on a role like this. Because this isn't gonna gonna assure that you live in some mansion somewhere. You're giving your life in service, and you're doing a great job. So it, it there must have been something that inspired you. Absolutely. You know, I feel that everyone's leadership journey is a little bit different. And, you know, our careers kind of ebb and flow and progress naturally. And my career into this leadership and into this role is, is, was interesting, to say the least. Um, being a child who faced adversity myself, I understand the importance of having those strong support systems. Um, I didn't even start college until I was 23. Mm. I didn't believe that I had the skill set, the tools. I didn't believe oh. I was smart enough. I didn't have that support system. Wow. So because I've had strong mentors and I've had a support system to help me along the way, it really encouraged me and, and empowered me to achieve my potential. And that's still growing. I am definitely a firm believer of we're always learning and growing. Um, you adapt. You yeah. grow from that. Yeah, so, um, true. so being a part of an organization that instills that in our youth who maybe don't think they have the cut to be successful in life is something I'm truly passionate about because it's there. Um, we just need to, to ignite that and well I think you, you, that. you just scratched the surface of what I think is really important is 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 you know uh, it's it's the stuff between our ears we allow the yeah. things between our ears to, to mandate how high we're gonna fly and and I think Absolutely. that's the challenge that a lot of children and of course you know the things that impact them whether it's a it's a mom or a dad in their life that that tells them you're not gonna amount to anything or right. I don't know why I even had you, or what, whatever the hurtful things that mm-hmm. you and I probably can't even imagine some of the stuff these kids have heard, and, and what does that do to their psyche and where they go there? So to your point, um, having, having had some of that experience, you go, well, what do I do with this? I can either waller in it, um, or I can say, you know what, this is what, this is what I was able to overcome. And that's an inspiration to others, right? I mean, that, uh, starting, starting college that, that, uh, at that age, that's, uh, that's, uh, something must've happened along the way. What were the triggering things that moved you into changing your current world? Yeah. I would definitely say it's, as we already talked about, it's having those relationships with um, the people who surround you, um, having relationships with my past leaders who really invested in me and believed in me, um, I would say is the most important. So me as a leader, I, I say this so many times that we're humans first yeah. before we're a staff member, before we're a board member. And I think really grabbing onto that and keeping that in the forefront is so important because our youth, you know, our littles, they become adults and they become, um, they contribute to, to our society and do great things. And I think making sure that we are remembering that we're humans first. And a lot of us have, have faced different things in our past. Mm-hmm. It shapes us to who we are today. So yeah. I would say my support system and leaders that I've had allowed me to become who I am today. And I am so grateful for that. Yeah, isn't that cool? And of course, I think I think uh, the word that I didn't hear you say is perspective, because, um, okay. and I think there's a, when you get that perspective, or you have that perspective, it's probably uh, at least a, a benefit to be able to relate to some of the challenges that you run into, mm-hmm. especially with the, with the children that your, your organization serves. So when Absolutely. you were when you were down in Kalamazoo, uh, were you serving youth down there? Or, or was this your first step towards Big Brothers? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. You know, I have worked with children and families in some capacity 
since my very first job, uh, still, you know, in high school. So working with children and youth have definitely been, it's been a passion of mine. A bit of a theme, uh, huh? It is a bit of a theme, yeah. yes, and I love every second of it. Um, my role before this current role is ED, I worked for Head Start. Oh. Um, so I worked for Head Start for four years in Kalamazoo, and one thing that I always said about our program is we don't enroll the child, we enroll the entire family. Mm. Um, so making sure that we're not only working with children who are facing adversity, but making sure that we're, we're, we're thinking about the whole family. You know, thinking about being a parent, we only know what we know, and those genera- generational patterns can make a huge impact on children. And wrapping it back to being a mentor, one thing that I truly enjoyed from my mentorship with my little was that I wasn't her mom. I wasn't her peer. I was simply that person to bounce ideas off of. And Mm. that was so powerful. It's a relationship that you don't have in any other capacity. And it's just so wonderful. You kind of caught my ear on that whole thing because I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, um, uh, having a young person with an adult that listens, that's, that's pretty powerful. And that's kind of what the the magic of what you guys are doing. And it's so simple, but it's so powerful. And we're so glad you're here to share some of your thoughts and ideas, Megan. We're so proud to have you here in the Lansing Capital Region in your current role. And thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. The James B. Henry Center for Executive Development at Michigan State University is the perfect place to host your next professional meeting, executive retreat, or educational event. With all-inclusive package pricing, pre-planned buffet menus, and professional audiovisual services and support, you won't find a better conference center in Lansing than the Henry Center at Michigan State University. Call us today at 517-353-4350 or find us on the web at msuhenrycenter.org. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Verschero here on the Michigan Business Network. And with us today is Megan Forrest, Executive Director of Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Michigan Capital Region. And so, Megan, in our last segment, we were talking about um, the ability that that littles have to have an adult in the room that listens to them. And it's interesting because this is maybe maybe not a good example, but I, I, I've got a little granddaughter that I try to drop everything when she's talking to me and 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 focus in with her so that I'm looking eye to eye and we're we're talking and I think that that to me it's important because so many children are like are like uh, and uh, set aside and I probably did that as a parent a busy parent um, but they don't get the full attention of adults and what you sh- you shared in the last segment caught my attention because I, I might be a, a, a teen girl or younger or whatever that age is, and now I've got an adult woman that is that is truly listening to me and, and carrying on the conversation, and and that's pretty powerful. I got I got to believe is that is that what you see in in most of these big brothers big sister relationships? Yeah, from from my perspective, that's definitely what I see, and um, from my experience with my little, just having someone to talk to. Um, is so important. Um, I can remember a story that I had with my little 
Um, she didn't want to talk to her mom about boys. Oh, she's no. in middle school. <laughs> she didn't want to talk to her friends about boys, you know, so just having someone to, to uh, listen, yeah. um, and to not have an opinion yep. was really, was really important to her. And I remember, oh, you're going to make me cry. I remember at uh. the end of that conversation, she just looked at me and she goes, you know, you're just so nice. And that uh. is something that I will always remember is. I literally sat there and listened and it made her day. And I believe it's something that she still thinks of. So something so meaningful to a child that, you know, they said, you're so nice because all I did was listen was just so wonderful to be able to be there for her. And I believe that just spending that time with bigs or with our littles is, it's so important. Well, and this is really one of the things, maybe just pull up here for a second and look at that. Um, I, the, a lot of times people look at being a big and is that, I, I couldn't do that or or whatever. But I think what you're sharing is, is it's not that complicated. Matter of fact, <sighs> it's really simple. It just means a little bit of time and a little bit of, of interest in that child yeah. and what a difference that can be like pixie dust in a situation for the right child and the right opportunity, right? Absolutely. And we have two different programs. You know, we have a site-based program where you can meet your little at their school um, or community. You can meet your little out in the community. I know in my experience, I started meeting um, with my little every Wednesday for lunch. At her school, it was right down the road from my work. I was able to do that. And then because we built that partnership, we transitioned into that community-based model where we went out into the community. We called them adventure dates, which I think (laughs) is so cool. So we would go on adventure dates just once a month. And that was what worked best for us. So it can be as time-consuming or as not as time-consuming as you make it. And I think that's important to to point out is it's works what works best for the big and the little to build that meaningful long-term partnership is what is what really counts yeah and i think and i think as you as you as you unpack that you know the other thing i i I think is important for people that have that have ever considered being a a big it's not about spending money so for example if i and you correct me if i'm wrong but the way i understand Mm -hmm. it is that you know it's not about taking taking uh, your little down to tiger stadium or or the lions and spending big dollars on them and you know buying them a hundred dollar shirt and everything else when you're down there um it's matter of fact that's probably not really the desired outcome, right? You're not looking for bigs to spend money. You're looking for them to spend time. Absolutely. You know, it's that, that, that's what builds those partnerships is listening, having that um, time, you know, spent with the little. And I think that's what's most important is just having someone that our littles can be there for and having someone they can rely on and depend on. And that's all free. That's building that relationship that doesn't cost, money yeah obviously when you take you know the littles out and you do fun things um that's definitely a perk but it's more about that mentorship and being there for for our youth that's well, what makes our program successful and you know megan we've been doing zoom meetings and everything else and in different things but we were doing some filming for big brothers big sisters and i i, I was doing some mc work for them and um i remember as i pulled up there was there was what i thought was a dad and son out there playing catch in the in the yard and the truth of the matter was nope that was a big and a little that were awesome. that were hanging out playing catch getting ready to go in and film but while they had a few minutes they were they took the ball and went outside and, and were and were having fun and and you know it's no 
it's no more difficult than that. To your point, is that young people and all of us? Let's agree, all of us, Megan. We need somebody we can lean on at the moment we need them the most. Absolutely. Do we have anybody? And I think that's the power Absolutely. of Big Brothers Big Sisters is that when you need somebody the most, as a, as a little, you can look around to the right or left and oh. There's your big, and what a difference that makes. And so in business, it's it's the same thing. We need mentors. We need people all along our life, and we're just so glad we've got people like you, Megan, that are building that infrastructure for us and lifting up uh, young people all along the way. We're glad you're spending some time with us here on the Michigan Business Network, and we're glad you tuned in to Leadership Lowdown. This is Vic Vershero. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back. Sanair has an unwavering belief that all people deserve the opportunities provided by living in healthy communities. They've lived that mission for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sanair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. You don't make that kind of broad impact without a skilled, diverse, and highly valued team. That's one of the reasons Sanair has been consistently named a top place to work by Detroit Free Press, a Crane's Detroit Cool Places to Work, and a best nonprofit to work for. Learn more at www.sanair.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown with Vic Versero. And, of course, Megan Forrest is the Executive Director of Big Brothers Big Sisters, Michigan Capital Region. And, Megan, um, the one thing I think about Executive Director spots, they are a, a, almost a jack of many trades, especially um, when you um, when you have uh, happen to be, in your situation, a nonprofit um, executive director, these things I think start to take on uh, some more bigger balancing act. And I think about everything from finance to people to staff to the mission itself. Um, but another element of that is um, is building the network of relationships amongst your board members and amongst uh, community supporters, because that really is a is a critical element. So. Um, when you think about about building community support and, and and lifting your board members for their involvement, tell me, are there any any recipes or any things that are challenges or 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 areas that we should watch out for? Yeah, certainly I can speak on that. Well, every nonprofit is different. I don't believe there's one secret sauce to, to figuring it out. There are many moving many moving parts. You know, we have our board, we have our community supporters, we have our staff, and I think having synergy and making sure that we're all on the same page and all really believe in our vision, that's step yeah. one. Yeah. Um, one thing that we, we we always talk about, within, whether it's the board meeting or a staff meeting, or even when I'm in the community meeting people, is that vision is the first thing we talk about. You know, yeah. people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Mm. And by, by buying, I mean joining us in our cause. And that's what we've already talked about in the last few segments is the mean, the meaningful relationships and the impact that we have on our on our youth and community. Well, and I think when I think the other thing that that I look at, and I've been on a number of boards, and so when I think about um, being a board member, one of the challenges is is that I've got a I got a day paying job, right? I've got I've got all right. of the things I've got to do, and the reason why you want me on the board is because I I am 
leading something of influence. I'm 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 uh, responsible for uh, maybe a lot of resources, or um, it's creating access and a, and a touch point for an important organization that I might represent. Mm-hmm. So all of that, when you get that board member, how, how have you have you seen some issues where? Um, this is what I think is so important to get a board member and get them to to catch on fire. Because when you have board members that are just not filling the seat, but they're they're plugged into the mission, they're active, they're engaged, and they want to see it successful, that's powerful, right? So, is there mm-hmm. is there any things you can do or you've seen that have helped you uh, ignite that passion? Absolutely. So we are very fortunate that in my one month in this role, I've been able to meet with almost all of our board members, and we have a very diverse skill set amongst our board members. And one overwhelming factor that I have found is that our board member loves what we do. And I believe that that's important for any board member. You know, everyone um, has something different that really ignites their passion. And I believe that finding that within each individual board member is the key to having a successful board as a whole. Um, If anyone is interested in becoming a board member, I would really suggest that they find that that program or that mission that really speaks to them. And then that's how you're going to get that engagement. Um, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that board members, as you say, have full-time jobs and they aren't paid for their service. And that's Specifically, a key word is service. You know, mm-hmm. they serve our organization that serves our community. And I think that's very special. Um, to put in a plug for our program is we are always looking for board members who love our, our mission and want to join us in our cause, especially. Well, and I, and I think, you know, being a board member, I, you, you touched on something I think is really important is that, is that look, I, I, I have what I call my five guiding principles, and one of them is, is, uh, is do it with passion. Um, because with, without passion, it's just a job, and I and I, right. think, and, I, and I think in the in the form of a board member, that's what's so important. Is so many times I've watched organizations that look for the title to get on the board, and they don't ever get the passionate believer and supporter. Because yeah. I can tell you, um, uh, I believe that the you know the word influence is really key in all this. And if you have people that are on your board of directors that have influence within their mighty organizations, well, that can be way more powerful than having the CEO that never attends your board meetings. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. Well, I think it's important to be involved and um, to to feel that passion amongst your team members as well. So we're running out of time in this segment, but are, but do you onboard your board members when they come in to get them to get them connected to the mission? We do. Um, to be transparent, that's something we can totally improve on. Um, but yes, our board members, we have a, a short interview process. We make sure they know what is expected and what to to look forward to. Um, yes. The answer is yes. Yeah, well, and I think that's that's so good because when you when you come in, I, I just believe in onboarding, you know, and, and of course, you know, when you're the executive director, the onboarding process can be kind of hard because you're the one at the top and who's going to come in and say, right. well, you need to do this. So I, I think it's, you've got to kind of make that up as you go when you're in that leadership position. But I love the idea of helping people succeed and the best way to do it is set expectations and help them understand where the organization is and where you want to go and how they can help in that journey. So, um, you're helping us in our journey today, Megan. It's so good to have you here with us. So glad you tuned in to Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero. We'll be right back.
The Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. You found the Michigan Business Network. Here is the Leadership Lowdown. We're having so much fun talking to Megan Forrest, who's the Executive Director, Big Brothers Big Sisters, Michigan Capital Region. And Megan, um, you know, as we talk about these, this whole process, um, some of uh, what we what we end up talking about is that is that uh, I'm asking you so many questions, and you were acting like you've been at this for 25 years. <laughs> I am so impressed. And but the issue we got to remember, you've only been at it for a month, and so um, even though uh, we might have some executive directors that are tuning in or people in new positions do you have some examples of some things that uh, that as a new executive director that you can say well I can tell you this this has meant a lot to me because I did these three things or I did uh, this one was a whoops shouldn't do that <laughs> any of those come to mind <laughs> yeah yeah well I can certainly speak on that um, I as we know and already talked about I have only been in the executive role for a month. However, my journey has brought me here, and I believe that strong leaders, just like leaders I have had in the past, invest in their staff and their volunteers and really see that potential in others. And what has gotten me here to this point is being a lifelong learner and seeing my potential and then giving that to others. So I would say in, in any leadership role, I think that's what's most important. And I yeah. believe that that is another reason why I'm speaking to you here today um, in this role is knowing that I can instill what ha- leaders have given me yeah. um, into my staff. And that's, it's just very special. And I'm honored to, to be in this role to be able to do that. Well, and we talk about paying it forward, you know, and so sometimes you get people that, that, uh, that do some of the um, strangest things. And at the time, nobody even, even thinks about them. But, you know, I've had, I've had bosses that I can tell you in the moment, in the heat of the moment, I thought to myself, if I ever get in charge of anything, I will, <laughs> I will never do it like this. <laughs> and I've also yeah. had bosses that I'm going, wow, I, I take a bullet for this guy. And so those are, those are powerful moments along the way. And when you think about uh, paying it forward and having mentors in your world, you know, you look at, at Big Brothers Big Sisters, if I've got it right, and the reason why I feel so strongly about the organization is it's the mentorship opportunity. It's that it's that moment. And whether to your point, whether it's just listening and not necessarily giving the the um, uh, angel advice that is from beyond, um, you right. actually can just give, give a listening ear. And, and uh, sometimes, uh, you know, the answer is life's hard and, and it's OK to be sad and it's OK to be frustrated, uh, but it's not OK to quit. <laughs> and so you got to get up and keep running. So when you think about when you think about mentorship, if if you're a big brother, big sister, big coming into the program, um, are there any cues that that from your experience or from the organization that you might lend to people to talk about what mentorship is or what what they would do with that? Absolutely. Um, and I can I can start it with what we already talked about. We're humans first. You know, mm. nobody's perfect. And I think knowing that and not trying to be perfect. Um, is, is that first step. So I believe that 
everyone should have a mentor in some capacity, you know, someone you look up to, those traits that you think are just really amazing. Um, Being a new leader in title, (laughs) um, I really look back to my past leaders. I also believe that strong organizations have leaders at every level. Um, Leadership is not just the title. So Mm. knowing that and knowing that you can instill that leadership in anyone is very important. I think that's what I would say to Biggs is, having, yes, you are a mentor, but you can also be mentored. And that's what's really special. Um, We're always learning and growing. And it's not about who you are today, but who you can be tomorrow and in the future. And I think knowing that potential is what gets us further in life and that further success. Well, honestly, Megan, that that really some powerful stuff right there. Because when you look around your organization, when you walk in the door to uh, a new role and you've got staff you've got to figure out and you in you in the very beginning of our show where you talked about you know just having the relationship and kind of yeah. uh, creating and understanding what's going on and what what those resources are but i think that the you just mentioned the whole notion of you can lead at all levels and i and i love love what that sounds like because um i think one of the biggest key things about leadership and and i don't mean a pollyannish uh you know giddy uh, happiness, but there's this positive, let's get it done. Let's overcome whatever those issues are and make sure we don't uh, just fall backwards and into the, into our world of pity. And, and I, I just love that because um, when you come in as an executive director, that's some of the first ways you can spot uh, just how much opportunity you have is what the kind of leadership you've got down the ranks. Do, are there some are there some conversations or things that 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 strike you uh, when you see somebody for the first time and you go, I think this person probably uh, really gets it. Yeah, um, I think about I first think about the passion. You know, I always ask when I meet with people, um, what motivates you? How do you feel appreciated? Um, why are you here and why do you? day. And I think having that organic conversation first, um, sometimes it feels like a loaded question, right? Why is yeah. this new girl asking me? Yeah, that? right. She's going to fire me? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's because I genuinely care about you as a human first, mm. and I want to get to know you first. And I think that's what's really important. Um, having those, those conversations. I also think that that creates not only a safe space to talk about what's going on, but a brave space. Yeah. Not all conversations are comfortable, but having that relationship first allows you to create that space where feedback is genuine. You know, as as a leader myself, or even as as a human myself, I love to know what I'm doing well. I love to know what I can improve on. My I have feelings. (laughs) <laughs> but they don't get hurt in that sense. You know, I, I want to learn and I want to grow. And well, you're, le- you're helping really us fun. learn and helping us grow. We appreciate your time today, Megan. We're so glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. Looking for the best value on your office products with the best service in the industry? For over 30 years, DBI customers have enjoyed outstanding customer service with competitive pricing on everything your office needs, from break room to boardroom. DBI can supply all your work essentials, from paper and coffee to storage and seating. DBI, we do office. Everything for the office? One call, one source, one solution. Visit DBI online at dbiyes.com.
This is the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero with Megan Forrest, Executive Director, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of the Michigan Capital Region. And Megan, um, when I think about uh, how newly minted you are as our Executive Director here, <laughs> I just wonder um, I just wonder if, if we were to, to do a little back to the future ride real quick and say, golly, in five years, if I look back on today, um, I'll be really happy if we can accomplish this or if we have these things going on. Are, have, you, have you been able to get a feel for the organization enough to know what you think those things might need to look like or what you'd like them to look like? Absolutely. Um, I think first and foremost, it would be making those matches. Um, it has been a trying year through the pandemic. Mm. That's no surprise to anybody. And I know that not being in person has really created a barrier for for making these matches um, my hope five years down the road is that's no longer a barrier we're back to living in in real life again and we can really improve those matches not saying that it can only happen five years down the road we can start now um, making sure that we're connecting virtually if that's what our bigs and littles are still um, find important um, making sure that we're we're connecting down the road, I think, is important. You know, like I said, it's been it's been a tough year, and the need is still there. Yeah, well, and so when I think about I think about all of us out here looking at the role you have, um, and I'll get this quote wrong, but it's it's something like uh, my life will be of little significance except for the uh, investment I've made in the life of a child and, and the difference yeah. I've made there. And so when you think about that, you know, if, if all of us had some kind of effort where we where we just supported this notion of um, of big brothers big sisters lifting some of our our at risk kids up and helping them just get to the point where they go as a twenty three year old you know maybe I should go to college maybe I can do something cool sure. and so and so when you think about that um, what are some of the the base hits that that the community needs to do to respond and to help your organization? Uh, provide the kind of services that you do. So I guess I'd start with funding. Tell me, um, yeah. uh, is it individuals funding? Is it is it corporations? Is it government funding? Uh, or is it all of them? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So we are funded individually through grants, through corporate sponsors. One thing that I would really drive home with is every little bit helps, whether yeah. you are a corporate funder or you are part of our giving society and um, you pledge yearly. Every little bit helps and every little bit goes directly back to our programs and creating those matches. So if you do not have the the time capacity to, to volunteer, perhaps you can uh, support us financially. Um, it takes on average about $1,500 to support one match for one year, which mm. in the grand scheme of things is just a drop in the bucket. Yeah. However, the impact that that makes that makes on the big and the little for lifelong it doesn't seem like that much so those would be the two ways that i think you could support our program the most well and you said something that i thought was really powerful at the very beginning of this show you said uh, impacted me as a mentor you as a big had as <laughs> i may be putting words in your mouth but i thought you said something <laughs> like uh it was as important to me as a big that it as yeah. it was to the to the little is that is that fair that is, yeah. yeah, and that's something that I did not expect, and that's <laughs> something that I that I carry with me, you know, today and probably forever. Is that it's such a meaningful experience. A lot of care and a lot of time goes into not just making a match, but making the match that's best for the little and the big. We're not right. just 
you know, matching individuals willy nilly. A lot goes into it and our staff are committed and our staff are amazing and make sure these matches are what's best for the big and the little. So so again, as a as a match, I, I think I think the the issue is is people are not gonna be bravely going I'm ready to be a match and and rush rush up and knock on your door. If if there's if are there some interim steps that say I'd like to talk to somebody about that? I mean, how how does that work? Absolutely. Um, I think that getting all of the the puzzle pieces is important, and making sure that you're making an educated decision is important. And we certainly have staff um, who can speak with you and connect you to resources, and just have a conversation and let you know what you can expect and what the process looks like. Yeah, we have many links on our website um, that individuals can go to to get more information and get connected to the right person to speak with. Well, I think that's great. And so, and so, when we think about the website, um, uh, getting a hold of you, what's how, how do how do we look that up? Because there's there's big brothers all over the country, right? Right. We are specifically big brothers, big sisters, Michigan capital region. Um, you can also connect with me directly. Um, my first and last name at bbbsmcr.org, and I'd be happy to speak with you personally. Give, give that one more time, would you please? My first name, Megan, M-E-G-Y-N dot Forrest, F-O-R-E-S-T, at bbbs mcr.org now i gotta tell you as a new executive director did you read that or is it already memorized no i'm, I'm just kidding. oh my gosh i hope it's memorized <laughs> and i didn't tell you the wrong one right, exactly. <laughs> well megan thank you so much for being with us you, you are you're a treasure and we're so so proud to have you here in the capital region thank you so much for having me you bet. We're so glad that uh, that we've got people like Megan out there that's uh, willing to make a difference, and we got so many people in our audience that are willing to make a difference by stepping up and being a big brother or a big sister or helping to fund the great organization. There's so much to do when it comes to mentorship and such an opportunity and a void all around us, so every one of us need to step up and fill that spot. We're so glad you filled this spot today with the Leadership Lowdown. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershereau. Look forward to seeing you next time time.